everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is Beards, Brews, and Bourbons. I am your host, Greg Scott, and with me, I've got my two good friends, Jay Beaverton and the Irish Giant. So if you're new to the show or you are a returning member, we appreciate you checking us out. The show is broken into three parts with a little fourth one hidden in there at the end. We do beer reviews or brew reviews. We do beard and beard's like a really big catch-all. It can be beard product, beard reviews. Sometimes we review articles and kind of talk through them. Uh, additionally, we have a bourbon whiskey portion of the show where we uh, about drinks we're making or talk about different things we've sampled. Uh, some, a lot of times we do sampling of it on the show. That would make sense. Uh, and if you hang into the end after the post credits, we do the silent B, which is a fun little thing I make up right in the moment and ask the guys some fun questions and usually have a pretty good time with it. Yeah. The worst part about having a really thick beard or mustache is when you drink like expensive bourbon and whiskey, it has a tendency to get up all in your mustache. You're mm-hmm. like, this should be my mouth, not the mustache. Yeah, yeah, because you get the the, br- the wet bristle effect yeah. on your lip. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but then but then if you're like, oh, I don't remember what that tasted like, and then you're just like, and then you're like, ah, yeah, it's like, it's just there throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Plus all the beard oil and all the other oils that have been accumulating yeah, that in your just mustache. Helps, that, help, that just helps keep you regular, too, because, you know, the oils. It does? Stuff. That's oh, a new yeah. thing. I, I wasn't aware of that. Any type of oil. Oh, yeah, that'll help. Any yeah, type of oil? Cod, yeah, cod liver oil. Any type. If you just sit there and, like, drank a couple of ounces of oil, you'd have a good bowel movement. That, that, was, that helps helps lubricate stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we're just <laughs> carrying the human body to a, a Nissan Sentra. Yeah, well, I have a Nissan Sentra and I hate it, but you <laughs> know, that's because I can't, you know, I can't Bluetooth my phone through it. So, like, I have to. That's the reason you want, hate it. That's pretty much the reason I hate it. Yeah, like mm. if I want to listen to songs like that, I want to listen to, I have to like burn, you know, like a CD, like circa two thousand four. Oh man, or, or just drive, or just drive with headsets in and break the law, like douchebags in Florida do all the time. Yeah. Well, that to yeah, be fair, that. that's a. Dude, yeah. law. Like, there's no evidence. Is that a law? Science. I don't think that, I don't, is that a, really a law? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a law because it impedes you being able to hear emergency vehicles. You know, does it? Does it? Does it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because the, the, the decibels from the emergency vehicles are how loud and uh, how, how loud can I have the music in my car without headphones? Pretty fucking plus, loud, man. Well, plus, you can, plus, you're allowed to have the, the hands free, the headset in anyway because there, I see people all the time. On their phones in the car. Well, yeah, that's how well, you're single you're driving, but that's a single ear beast, not a, not two. Okay, typically, yeah. I think I've seen people with both, but yeah. I've never seen anybody pull I mean, over for it. It's technically a law. I don't know if they can pull you over for it. It's a silly law, that. not bad in science, but you know, that's my human factors rant. Man, man, man. <laughs> All right, let's dig down deep into our beard article today. Jim found us something pretty uh, real. Kind of a light read, but it's it's pretty fun. Why don't you uh, talk about it, Jim? Sure. Uh, it's out. It's actually uh, out of a specific state. It's not just a uh, kind of a general thing. It's out of Texas. The Dallas Morning News. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, name the article is the rise of uh, quarantine beer is a boon for one Grand Prairie business. Basically, revolves around a business kind of growing on the kind of culture of the of the beard. Which the growing of the beards also, uh, but uh, there's a few puns in this article. Uh, I like the guy's name, the Rudy Okua O C H O A, is the owner of the beard place in uh, Grand Prairie in Texas. 
And uh, I believe he had a, a it's literally called the beard place, just FYI. It is. And that's yeah. simple. Keep it simple. Yep, it's it's effective. What, right, what place is effective. it? It's, it's the beard place. Beard yeah. place. It's where you go. And uh, but of course, since businesses were shuttered, he wasn't able to sell out of his brick and mortar. So he turned to a lot of places everybody's doing is online. Because of, of course, quarantine, you can't go out and get stuff. I mean, I suppose you could get doesn't mention if he did this or not, but I suppose you could have it maybe delivered, set up like a Postmates. I don't know if they have a Postmates in that part of Texas, but you could have it delivered. But Texas is he, huge. And Dallas yeah. is a huge city, so I'm not sure how effective that would be. Yeah, that's true. But apparently he opened his online store in 2016, but he also does uh, his own line of like beard balms, oils, soaps, which we, of course, would talk about in great length if you just go check out our previous episodes. Nice plug. So, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go back and go back and listen if you haven't listened already. Wink. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we need a money sound, like a register sound for that. That ching sound. <laughs> Throw that in yeah. there. But uh, he also, they also do. I guess like restrictions are loosening in Texas as well as our great state of Florida. Maybe more on that later. Maybe not. But they do a farmers market, which is open. Like you know, farmers markets usually open in the morning. They usually stop around noon, noon time a little bit after that 1 p.m. They only have about 16 vendors, but they do like the social distancing, the masks. So, but he's kind of doing that, the both. You have to, as a business, I guess you kind of have to pivot between both to whatever money stream you need to generate, generate it because you can't rely on just one thing anymore, especially in this economy slash pandemic 2020 world we're living in. So- Yeah, that makes sense to have the, uh, the outdoor vending because uh, outdoor fresh air, less mm. spread disease, you know, get some sunshine and get your beard on. It seems like a pretty good, I don't know, marketplace. Like I have saying that I've not been to our, our farmer's market at all. During this yeah, neither have I, neither have I, I, plus I work nights anyway. So it's like, I'm like, I'm not up in the morning unless I go there after work and just stay <laughs> up until eight in the morning. There you are. That's Start the early. spirit. <laughs> yeah. Right. A lot of businesses are doing this. Of course, I just mentioned, uh, the restrictions have been loosened in uh, the state of Florida. So, but a lot of bars and restaurants are still maintaining that kind of limited capacity, social distancing, because they don't want to be the first place that starts spreading COVID around. So they're still offering, offering the, uh, the takeout and like even bars are offering the package liquor deals. Like they don't make a cocktail for you actually. And have it ready for you to pick up or they'll deliver to you outside. So I think you have to do those kinds of things as a business. Now, whether you sell beer products, whether you sell alcohol, whether you sell groceries, just to kind of maintain, even with restrictions loosening, uh, we still need to be careful and places. There's a group that formed on Facebook. The customers will kind of fact check you to make sure that you're maintaining those rules. And they'll, they'll talk about you on Facebook and the social medias. So you kind of have to still be aware of it. They'll, uh, Facebook or uh, social media shame you. Yeah. And that could be, de- that could be a detriment if you don't like, uh, if you don't think about your, your customers well-being and you just, uh, Hey, everything's open. Let's throw everything back together and make some money. And you, that could be a, a hazardous path. If you uh, think of it that way. But yeah. It's a pretty quick read. Pretty interesting article. It was worth checking out. Yeah. It just taps into what we do with the beard products. So that was a good, uh, good thing to talk about on the show. Yeah, that's pretty good. It it kind of rem- you're 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 talking about the uh, getting to go drinks. That reminds me of 
maybe some of our older the listeners band. will uh, remember. But you used to be able to go to like drive in, drive through uh, I package those. stores and get like a cocktail to go. Yeah. Can't drink it in the car, quote unquote. But quote unquote. Yeah. 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 Wait, where was this? In uh, in there. we had it in Florida. I remember it because Pine Nils had one. It was like a really yeah. It was just like a little like a little garage. It had the, the garage doors on either end. You just you drive in and and they they'll put it in your car for you and you could get you can get like a tumbler of something and then just well, <laughs> I, mean, oh, yeah, I never saw. I mean, in Tampa, I know there are drive-through liquor stores like. They're in just, Orlando for sure. That's yeah, crazy. They were, they were in Central Florida, yeah, but not like, Central Florida uh, too. See, so, yeah, um, you think, like I think of something like that. I think of like Savannah. For those of you who have not been to Savannah, Savannah is is open carry. You can just not guns. You can carry. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, open you can container. carry open open, open container. containers of liquor and and just mix drinks and everything like that. And and Savannah, it's it's a uh, it's a good time. No, that's a joke right there. I thought this was an open. I thought this was an open carry station. Walking yeah, not that with an AR, like no open yeah. containers. So you, oh, my. oh, I'm leaving then. Yeah, if I can't <laughs> if I can't carry my uh, my M16 with me, then you know, <laughs> screw it. Uh, the local liquor store, ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. A lot of them had drive-throughs too, and they were all over the place. Yeah, then again, they had uh, they had the that's the back of the time when they had the bars at the test. Well, that's a that's a phenomenal ending there, (laughs) Florida. Am I right? Well, I think that's gonna do it for the beard portion. We're gonna mosey on down this highway into the beer portion of the bruise portion. I hear life is a highway, it is ride it all night long, (laughs) yes. All right. Well, we're going to move into the brews portion of the show. Uh, this is where we sample a beer, which is, or a brew, I guess, technically anything that's carbonated with maybe a little bit of alcohol, maybe not. Malt have liquor. We, have we tried like a non beer uh, carbonated beverage? I don't think we have. We keep talking about it, like uh, in the side notes, maybe, but uh, no, we haven't. I don't know, man. It's like giving a starving dog a rubber bone. It's just like, what's the point? It's just. Mm. Well, they make uh, nice ciders. Then ciders com- they brew kombucha. Alcohol. I mean, if we're gonna do that, I mean, yeah, I guess so. We got, you always try the O'Doul's, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> old O'Doul's. No. Yeah. So fall is in the air for places that aren't Florida. Uh, it's cooling down a little bit. Munich is starting to have their uh, a reduced uh, Oktoberfest. They're still running it. They're just running like I don't even know one tenth the amount of beer. No. Right. Oh, really? Only, I heard only a can- million liters instead of five. Million. I heard Oktoberfest was canceled. Nope, they're still running it, but it's really, really small. Huh. Yeah. So I thought we would uh, celebrate, you know, with our, our compatriots in Europe and have an Oktoberfest beer, an American style Oktoberfest beer. So uh, I suggested, well, we went around looking for other beers, but uh, apparently they're all bought up. So. Pro tip, buy your uh, Oktoberfest beers early and your pumpkin spice beers early because they, they sell up pretty quick. But we did find some Sam Adams. It's a, the large, I think it's the largest craft brewery. Uh, well, it's not craft. It's not craft, though. Right? Oh, I mean, independent. Passed. Excuse me. Independent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Words do matter. Being pedantic does matter. So uh, I will let one of you two find gentlemen lead us off and you can talk more about the beer. Uh, I mean, I'll touch on the basics. I know the Beaverton there is going to have more to add into it, but it's a, uh, yeah, Sam Adams is coming in at 5.3% ABV, uh, 16 IBUs, and it's a uh, it's a Marzen style, which means uh, March in German. That's when they were originally uh, seasonally available in the springtime. And uh, usually you're going to get like a, like a malty kind of taste, you'd say, Beaverton, right? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you're definitely going to get more malt, and because the IBUs are very low, so you're not going to get any any really hoppy hops. bitterness or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this this one I just poured um, into a Pilsner glass, and it's a really really pretty dark uh, dark orange brown, like a rust color. It's it's really really pretty beer, and I'm looking forward to trying this one, even though uh, I think I've had it before. Actually, I know I've had it before. From the, the colors coming from the malt, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've had this one before. It's been a year. Um, I don't remember it. So we'll see if, if I agree with uh, with the notes that I have from a year ago and see, uh, see what we got here. <laughs> I, could, I could sample things 10 times in a row. My opinion probably change every time. So yeah. I'm curious if you'll match up from a year ago. We'll see. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Oh, sorry. Prost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. Uh, sweet nose. Yeah. Real faint. Not a lot yeah, of very faint. on it. I got a little bit of uh, a little bit of caramel. Yeah, not a lot, a little bit. So I'm surprised it's not more heavy, heavy nosed. Well, the thing about Sam is they like to do just, mass appeal. Yeah, and I was gonna say drinkability, but I hate that, that word because yeah. <laughs> it's adopted by you know who. So yeah, but <laughs> it's, they, they want to run. They want to run it lighter just so that you could enjoy and not feel heavy or bloated after you drink the beer, basically. It's got a nice taste. It's, it's like I said, it, the, the, the nose matches the mouthfeel and the taste. It's, um, yeah, like it's, it's a little light carbonation. Yeah, yeah, it's light. It's smooth. It's a little sweet, malty, um, not hoppy at all. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, like you said, it's, it's low IBUs. Um, yeah, it's a good all-around drink. I mean, this is like something for me I wouldn't, you know, have to – wait until the season quote unquote this is just something that would be good all year round i think it is one of their most popular seasonal beers because like the oktoberfest is definitely a staple for them they sell quite a bit of it and even after you kind of run through the other oktoberfest it still lingers around because they brew so much of it because it because it, it basically is popular they brew a ton of it yeah because if it sells brew it yeah fair enough yeah, yeah, light on the light on the palate. Definitely easy to drink, but still has that malt backbone that you want for an Oktoberfest Marzen. I will say it's not my favorite anymore anymore because I've had more Marzins as I've kind of in my beer journey. Let's call it that. <laughs> but but it's still it's still a staple. It's still a classic one to go to. It's, I believe it's the first one I ever had from an American brewer, either them or Sierra Nevada. I can't remember which one. Uh, well, they're one of the original. You know that brought I say brought it here, but I mean one of the original breweries doing Marzins. I would mm. think in the U.S. Well, because like I, uh, I can't remember his name. Cook. He was a definitely he's like a traditionalist. He likes using German ingredients and kind of finding the base roots of the beer that he brews and then bringing it here and bringing it kind of American, not American. I guess American styling it for American audiences, but that's he's, he's really good at that. Regionalizing, I think, is a term. And to keep keep in mind too, this style of beer has only been around for a couple of hundred years, so it's not like you know something that's that's been around and bastardized too much. So I mean, you can say it's American style, but I mean, Sam Adams has been around how long? Thirty or forty years? So I mean, that's still a decent chunk, right? Thirty, forty yeah. years, something like that. I think so. Well, that would put it in the early nineties. So it's yeah. 30 years. Oh my god. Oh god, that's right. I keep forgetting it's not two thousand anymore. Damn it. No. There's yeah. a I don't know about you guys, but there's a missing decade from like 
2010 to like 2020 ish, like that kind of time frame. It was just maybe not even maybe like 2005 to 2005. Yeah, that's what I was like, like a time because I graduated college in 2004. Yeah, yeah I, I just I still keep thinking of that the 90s were a few years ago. Yeah, so exactly. You know. Yeah, I just keep finding out that Kurt Cobain just died. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. right. Oh my god! And how about that uh, scary spice? You know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can I get that in a pumpkin style? Well, great yeah. uh, 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 beer. No, Marzen's. Oktoberfest beer. And uh, did you know that Oktoberfest is usually celebrated in September, not October? Yep. Yep. I did know that. But it's a good PSA. Yeah, this has been out <laughs> since September. But I have not bought... I, I got distracted with the basic basic bitch beers with the uh, the pumpkin spices. And they came out in like late August and September. It's like, oh, we'll go get those. I'm not complaining. This is my first... I'm surprised that Budweiser never came out with one. I'm okay if they never do. Oh, no, I'm fine, too. But, I mean, like, they've jumped on every other bandwagon. I mean, they've got, like, their alcoholic water, you know, to to compete with the White Claw (laughs) and and all this other bullshit. And Don't forget Bud White Lime. Yeah, even Yingling is jumping on the bandwagon now with their their new 95-calorie ultra. Like, I guess it's supposed to go up against Michelob Ultra Light. What? I don't know. But... You know, you can still have a Guinness, and a Guinness is only about 100 calories. So you know what? I'll I'll take the extra carbs and an extra five or ten calories, and actually have something with taste that's mass produced. God bless you, Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in the store uh, earlier today picking this up. And speaking of um, speaking of Yingling, oh, yeah. now so uh, they are making a Hershey's Yingling. I've heard of this. But, yeah, but, I, I don't know if I have the 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 palate to taste it per se, but I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, it. So it's, it's actually chocolate flavored or it's just brewed in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, it had the Hershey's logo on it. So I assume it's some kind of chocolate. Oh, wow. Well, I'll be researching that shortly. Yeah. Cause I remember cause I, I had family in Pennsylvania. I remember visiting Hershey once and just the smell in the air of the, the chocolate was. Like Yingling makes an Oktoberfest too, which I've had. And that's actually pretty tasty. Yeah. Yingling is a good brewery. They another and again they're another old American brewery. They've been around forever, also. But yeah, they I, are the yeah they are the oldest American, officially now wholly owned by you know Americans. But uh, Hershey's chocolate porter, yeah, hmm. right on. Maybe that'll be a a future taste down down the road here. I'll keep an eye yeah. out for it for sure. Yeah. All right. So any any final thoughts? It's a it's a nice simple beer. That's a good yeah. starter, Marzen. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I just think it's, you know, now that it's, it's had a chance to um, chill out and warm up a few degrees, like the flavor becomes a little bit more complex, not like super complex, but I get more of the, uh, I get more of the caramel now, now that it's warmed up a little bit. That's uh, uh yeah. Nice, nice clean finish. I am enjoying this and it is now gone. <laughs> how, how did your notes compare from, uh, this to your, to your original uh, last year? I gave it 3.75 stars out of five last year. This year I gave it four. Uh, Mrs. Irish Giant said it's okay, but forgettable. So I don't, I don't know how that translates into a five-point scale, but uh, you know, it's good. <laughs> it's beer. <laughs> it's beer. It's my favorite joke. What's your favorite beer? The one in my hand. <laughs> the one that I didn't have to pay for. That's even better. <laughs> all right guys that's going to do it for the beer portion of the show we're going to move into the bourbon portion of the show we're going to keep with this uh fall theme we've got going on 
I asked the guys to search around the internet, search around their brain pan, and come up or find a fall bourbon uh, drink. So I did something real simple on mine. I was keeping it pretty basic. Um, I made an old fashioned with a with a twist. I put uh, ginger in it because ginger really reminds me of like fall. It's kind of like that nice like uh, spiciness. Hmm. I don't know why ginger does, but it does. It's not like really? all spice per se. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't think I wouldn't think ginger is fall. Well, not for me, but okay, well, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. There must be some like deep rooted memory where like we just like chewed a bunch of ginger during September, October. I don't hmm. know. But uh, so it's an old fashioned with uh, a big old chunk of ginger sitting in the bottom. And it's made with uh, Eagle Rare because I found a, a bottle. And I, yeah. well, I haven't actually tasted it yet. So I just, I just tossed a cube of ice in it. And I'm kind of curious how it's going to be. So that would be uh, two ounces of bourbon, six, ounce, six splashes, rather, <laughs> six splashes mm. of aromatic bitters. Uh, I like it orange. So I slice a cup of a slice of orange into it, uh, a little bit of simple syrup, and then like I said, uh, uh, about two inch chunk of ginger. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you guys come up with? Well, I've got a question. Like, so, th- like, you literally just did a block of ginger. You didn't like grate it or crush it or master it or nothing. You just chopped it and threw it in there. Or? Well, so I took the knife and I cut some grooves into it so it, 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 the oils could get into it. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to burn your burn your mouth. Yeah, I didn't want to burn my mouth, and I didn't want to like grate it in there because then it's just gonna like float around. Uh, I didn't do a cocktail strainer. Mm-hmm. I just did a straight up like mix into a cup. Ah, okay. Very right much. I'll go next. Um, so I did a um, I did a maple. I did a whiskey sour, but maple style. So I did uh, one and a half ounces of whiskey. Uh, sorry, the the original recipe called for one and a half ounces, one and a half ounces of your of your favorite whiskey. So I did um, I did one ounce of my uh, Jack Daniel's single barrel, and I did half an ounce of the um, Whistle Pig Rye, just to give it a little bit of extra bite. Sexy. Um, and then and then it was one and a half ounces of maple syrup. I actually ran out of maple syrup, so it ended up being about an ounce of maple syrup, and then uh, half an ounce of Aunt Jemima. And, uh, and then a tablespoon of fresh lemon juice. Um, so I actually did use for fresh juice that, um, so for those of our, our international listeners, so that's 45 milliliters of whiskey, 45 milliliters of maple syrup, about 15 mils of fresh lemon juice poured over ice, shook the hell out of it just because that maple syrup is, is so thick just to get it incorporated into, you know, the rest of the liquids and, uh, garnished it, poured it over ice, strained it and garnished it with a little bit of cinnamon, I personally was expecting it to be disgusting because I don't like maple syrup, <laughs> but I was trying to get into the spirit and it was surprisingly delicious. And I think that's because just the fresh lemon juice, just fresh lemon juice just can save so many things. The nose was really nice. I was toying around with the idea instead of doing just cinnamon to do like a, a dash of five spice, you know, so you get the cinnamon, the clove, the allspice just to make it a little bit more of the season. But I didn't do that. I just stuck with the cinnamon, but it was, it was nice. It was clean. Um, the, it wasn't too overpowering, you know, with the, with the maple flavor, maybe that's cause it was, you know, part of it was ancient Mima, which is just, you know, corn syrup, um, to sweeten it. But yeah, it was really good. It was refreshing. And, uh, and I actually enjoyed it. My wife hated it. I won't tell you what she said, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I really, I really, I really enjoyed it. Sounds it sounds really good, Peter. I'm, I'm uh, almost a little jealous. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and if you wanted to like warm it up or something like that too, I think it would be actually, you know, a little bit of your, of your ginger in there and warmed up. That might be good on a nice, on a cold night. And you know, if you're a little, uh, congested, maybe that ginger warmed up, helped decongest you a little bit too, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was surprisingly good. So next time we get together, I'll have to make you one. Yeah. Sounds good, man. It, it, not in the heat of summer though. No. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm a, yeah, I'm not a big maple person myself really, but yeah, that sounds good. I'm curious how long that bottle has been sitting in your, in your pantry. Well, I got to buy oh. one, get one. It was buy one, get one free. So I, I I've got two Aunt Jemima's actually with her curvaceous self oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I, I i was baiting you and you took the bait <laughs> mm, hell hell yeah yeah it's just me some pancakes and answer my mind reminds me of super troopers hell yeah don't get them boys up oh, oh god chugging the, <laughs> chug oh. the syrup the maple syrup they did that. That, that was, was real, real too. I saw it. they actually oh, wow. they actually freaking did that. Yeah, that's just disgusting. all right. When they get that syrup in him, they get a little antsy in the pantsy. I also did an old fashioned because I'm a pretty simple guy when it comes to whiskey. Uh, but I'm like, what do you do? What do you add to an old fashioned? Ginger did not come to mind, uh, but what did come to mind was apple, not pumpkin, okay. because okay. I do not want to make a pumpkin old fashioned. That seems blasphemous to me. So. I said, you know what? We do some apple juice. I looked around the internet. I'm like, oh, okay. You can use either apple juice or apple cider. Basically, all you do, and I use rye whiskey. I use Knob Creek rye because I'm a rye guy. That's what I use. So, but again, just uh, the bitters. Although you probably could find maybe apple bitters somewhere, but I didn't see any. So I just stuck with uh, Angostura. And uh, I stick with regular white sugar. Uh, although the recipe I found calls to use brown sugar. I did not, but you could use that. It probably make it, it might make it a little... Uh, I make it a little bit, maybe a little bit more syrupy sweet, maybe, but I just stuck with the, the white granulated sugar. Well, you're going to get that more molasses taste right. from right. the brown maybe sugar. Next time I make it, I'll, I'll do it with brown sugar. That's sweet, sweet brown sugar. Yeah. You do turbinado too. That would, uh, that would probably dissolve Turbin- easier that? too instead of brown Turbin- sugar. I don't know. What, what is that? Turbinado, I don't know. So it's brown, it's brown sugar, but with a lot more of the molasses oh. content taken out. Hmm. Um, so it's granulated like regular sugar, but you get some of the, you get some of that darker flavor that you get from, it's like if light brown sugar and regular white granulated sugar had a baby, it's like mulatto sugar. Yeah. That's the best way to to think of it. It's just a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful mulatto, Uh, mulatto sugar. uh, Oh, that's great. That's Uh, descriptive, Peter. That's what I do. (laughs) Like I normally do. I ground up the sugar and then put the bitters in there first. Uh, then I add the ice. Usually they say that the recipe said to add the apple content before that, but I don't. What I did was I again ground it up. Then I added the ice. Then I added my rye, and then I added the apple juice afterwards. Now it did call for an apple slice and a cinnamon stick, which I did not use. I'm not a big cinnamon fan, so I didn't really feel the need to go out and buy one of those fancy rolled up cinnamon stick looking things. <laughs> so I just. Add the apple juice and stirred it, and uh, it was delicious. And uh, I, I enjoyed drinking it, and it's definitely something I wanted to make again because the apple juice gave it a sweetness, but it still it has a crispness to it, a crispness to it. So I, I really liked. I really liked it. I may do some variants. So you don't use any other spices with it, right? That, no, just, just the uh, bitters just and the, the apple. The bitters juice and the apple juice and the whiskey is pretty much it. Yeah. See, like for me, like that, I just want to, I want to substitute the whiskey that you did because I've got some of the, um, 
the crown apple, which is not good, not good at uh, all. Oh, on its own. But mixed, it would be it would be great. Yeah, I think I think that might that might, might. work out well there. Uh, I guess, or uh, or even that even that swill that you gave me that one time, Beaverton, in the uh, in the paint can. Oh, that apple. Uh, <laughs> that was moonshine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that might work well. Basically, if you have an apple liquor in your house that you don't want to use, uh, which maybe throw it in there. Reminds me, I could also get because they uh, have apple moonshine. I think old. God, what's it what's it called i can't remember the name off the top of my head but they have the in the mason jars they have like the apple but it comes with like a cinnamon a cinnamon stick at the bottom of it so you could even add that oh yeah 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 i've seen that old before. smoky that's the name but yeah that'll oh, really make it high octane oh yeah that'll make you blind <laughs> well blind drunk you'll be stumbling around like you're blind yeah. but yeah especially if you add it with Oof. whiskey yeah but yeah that'll pack quite a punch but yeah that would be crazy but, yeah i like the i like the apple flavor a lot with the old-fashioned so apple old-fashioned for uh the full times. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. I'll have, to, I'll have to try that next time. But I might might add a little bit of spice up, a little bit of seasoning, like Peter mentioned earlier. You know, the the clove and the allspice because mm-hmm. I like incentive. I like that kind of stuff. So, right, that sounds good. That makes sense. Well, everyone, thanks for. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the show. We uh, we appreciate you listening. And you can find us on the uh, find us on the interwebs there. I think right, Beavers. Yeah, yeah. We have on Twitter. We're at uh, Bourbon Beards. We also have the Facebook group as well. And then the podcast, bbbpodcast.net. Also, we're on Podbean. I, the other day, I asked Google, hey, Google, play Beards, Bourbon, and Brews. And she did it. Oh, because I told her sexy, to sexy to Google. That's right. See, I was going to I was gonna cancel all my services. But now that I know I can do that, I'm going to keep them. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that <laughs> I, I swayed you from canceling all your internet services. That's it. Everything. Yep. Yeah, yeah, All basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, it's twenty twenty. Anything's possible. Twenty twenty. So yeah, it's it's yeah. Hindsight's twenty yeah. twenty. There's no hindsight twenty twenty. It's blindly forward we go. <laughs> yeah, just gotta. At this point, it's just you know, it's if twenty twenty was a video game, we would just be button mashing at this point. That that's all it is. Hey, it's just you just push a bunch of fucking buttons. The and other just day, hope something good happens. At player one, I I played Marvel versus Capcom, and it worked. That got oh, okay. I mean, yeah. So you know what? It works. Same thing with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You think there's strategy, but there's really not. Mm-hmm. You're just button mashing. Yeah. You know? Well, you're saving your specials for particular times. But other than that, a lot of button mm-hmm. Yeah, 2021. It did, I don't know. Ah, mm. uh, don't mind me. I'm just salty. Yeah, it's all right. It's a salty year. So <laughs> indeed. All right. Again, that's beards, brews, and bourbons. I'm your host, Greg Scott. With you, we've got my two great friends, Jay Beaverton. Eh, does it matter? Irish Giants. Eh. It matters. You, ma- you matter. You matter. Yeah. You matter. You matter. Uh, you Irish Giants. You matter. Yeah, <laughs> and as James alluded to earlier, we are on social media. We are on Facebook. We have the website, bbbpodcast.net. We have email at host, with an S at the end, host, plural, at bbbpodcast.net. And, and we are email him because he loves getting emails, folks. He reads them during he the doesn't. show. Silently, <laughs> but he reads them. I do. I do read them through the show sometimes. All right, guys. Stay to the end. We'll get the silent B just after the credits, and we'll make it extra spicy just for all y'all. Oh, 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 oh,
Silent B now. Just alternate ways of saying things. Schedule versus schedule. 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 That's one thing that always that always that always irked me about Jean-Luc Picard. He's supposed to be French, but he says everything with a British accent. You know, like Well, he, he probably could, he went to school in Cambridge and picked up that British accent, even if he's a French. I don't boy. know, man. Like if 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 he I don't know. Like Patrick Stewart could could probably pull off a French accent if he wanted. Like when he speaks French a couple times in the show, he speaks it with a French accent, you know. But, but his whole family otherwise. speaks British too, because I mean his his brother spoke it. That's his, true. His father yeah. spoke it. So I mean I guess they were the that's why they Yep. Yep, and that's why they died. <laughs> in a God. fire. Because they were posers. Fire. Yeah. Oh my God. That was like the yeah. oh wow. that was hard. Yeah. It's like I'm pretty sure all homes have fire suppression systems in the mother 24th century. So, well, maybe not there. He, he did frown on technology. Yeah. Robert. So his own. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So his own oh. uh, hatred of technology yeah. killed him and his son. Yeah. And his son could be topics. Yeah. Ooh. We need topics. Give us fresh ideas. Well, I'm select my topic cards. Oh no, not those. Those are way <laughs> topic too, cards. Those are, those are way too. Yeah. Those are too, too involved. By the author of Eating the Dinosaur and Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> okay. Color me interested. All right. Let's see here. I'm going to rifle through them. Tell me when to stop. And here we go. You are offered a strange job by a New York-based company. Every morning at 6 a.m., a car service will come to your home and drive you to JFK Airport. You will then take an 8 a.m. business class flight to Los Angeles, arriving at a roughly 11.30 a.m. You'll be picked up at the airport and driven to a Burbank office where you will hand deliver three innocuous documents to the corporation's president. You will then be driven straight back to LAX, where you will immediately catch a return flight to New York. Another car will pick you up and take you to your home. This is what you would do every day, five days a week. Wake up in New York, fly five and a half hours to LA, and then immediately fly five and a half hours back. You have to wear dress clothes, but your lunches can be expensed, and you would have no other responsibilities while flying. The pay would be a 10% increase from what you currently earn, but they would need a three-year commitment. Would you take this job? I'm going to say no, because I already make shit. So 10% of shit is <laughs> right. real shit. Plus, 10% like, of right shit. now, New York is not a place I'd want to be at or all. Or LA. Or LA. Well, okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, COVID. Okay, so just think pre-COVID. And fires. Huh? Oh, and fires. Yeah, fire, but... COVID fires. Pre, uh, Pre-COVID. Pre-California burning. Pre, just... just just how about 19, 1999 how about that pre 911 maybe if i was still working at my old job at medallion i would take that job but that was again early 2000s maybe and that's a maybe because i would be away from i would have to live in new york and i'm still like i'm away from like cuz i'm dating jen at this time so it'd be like but we were not married yet so it's it would be a it would, that would be the probably yes then but that's the only time i'd probably say yes yeah, I would just hmm. living in New York and making ten percent more now. I, I would live in a fucking yeah. doghouse. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's basically yeah. It's just basically, uh, the guys brainstorm for a BBB to- for a silent B topic, but can't do it. This is the process, and we're lifting the curtain. There we are. We've lifted the curtain. You are offered a brain pill that will make you ten percent more intelligent, but you will seem twenty percent less intelligent to everyone else. Do you take this pill? Interesting. They like ten percent, ten percent increments, don't they? I don't even 10%. know what ten percent more intelligently look like. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Probably because I guess if you're, if you're like in a, I don't know. I mean, a hundred and hundred on the IQ scale was like you're, you're, you're getting C's in school, right? So you're not smart. 
<laughs> so, then, so then you go up to 110, which still isn't. Eh. Yeah. But like, it's, you know, you go from like uh, 130, you're doing pretty okay. You know, I don't know. You're, you're getting what, 13 more points on top of that. So you, eh, maybe, maybe it's worthwhile. Depends on where on the fucking scale you are, I guess. At long last, someone invents the Dream VCR. This machine allows you to tape an entire evening's worth of your own dreams, which you can then watch at your leisure. However, the inventor of the Dream VCR will only allow you to use this device if you agree to one strange caveat. When you watch your dreams, you must do so with your family and your closest friends in the same room. They get to watch your dreams along with you. And if you don't agree to this, you can't use the Dream VCR. Would you do this? No. Yeah, I would not either. Plus, like, you can't really be in the same room because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, would turn into a, it would turn into a Zoom meeting oh of uh, watching each uh, other's dreams. I'm going to share my screen, guys. Oh, we're losing connection. We're losing connection. Yeah. This, this, right. this, one's, this one's interesting. Every person you have ever slept with is invited to a banquet where you are the guest of honor. Again, no banquet. One, COVID. Can't do a banquet. Yeah. No one, will be, <laughs> no one will be in attendance except you, the collection of your former lovers, and the catering service. After the meal, you are asked to give a 15-minute speech to the assembly. What do you talk about? I'm glad you. I've invited you all here. To if you haven't heard recently, I have herpes. Oh my god! I hate <laughs> to tell you, but you have AIDS. Here's another jacked-up one. You meet your soulmate. However, there is a catch. Every three years, someone will break both of your soulmate's collarbones with a crescent wrench. And there is only one way you could stop this from happening. You must swallow a pill that will make every song you hear for the rest of your life sound as if it's being performed by the band Alice in Chains. When you hear Creedence Clearwater Revival on the radio, it will sound to your ears like it's being played by Alice in Chains. For how long? The rest of your uh, life. The rest of my if, life? If you see Radiohead Live, every one of their tunes will sound like it's being covered by Alice in Chains. But I really like Alice in Chains, though. I'm saying I yes. like Alice in Chains, so this is not a bad... Deal yeah, I don't know if I want to see collarbones but broken. I'll just go to podcasts. And Would you swallow that pill? I guess yeah. because I don't want to see Jen's collarbones get broken. Yeah. Usually. Oh, this yeah. is interesting. You're forced to give up one of your five senses. However, you may choose to compensate for the loss by means of synthesenia. For example, if you decide to give up your sense of sight, you can choose to smell colors instead. Or if you give up hearing, you might opt to taste music. If you give up taste, you could replace the sensation by feeling flavors. Basically, whatever sense you reject would be reflected through your alternative medium. Which of your senses would you surrender, and how would you replace it? Yeah, I'm going to say that. I would get rid of probably smell. Like it taste smells because they're already so closely tied together. They're very tightly together. Yeah. 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 And that, Especially with beer yeah. tasting. Because I, I have lost my sense of taste, like 100% lost my sense of taste once when I was sick, and it was friggin' weird. Yeah, it is, and and the smell along with it too. Yeah, it was it was really really quite odd. So it would be weird to have a sense of smell but no taste, or sense of taste and no smell because they're like yeah, they're well yeah. But like yeah, I don't together. I don't want to uh, I don't I don't want to be blind or deaf. And everyone, that is a behind the scenes look at the brilliant thought process of the silent bee. Wow, I hope you enjoyed as much as we did uh, living through it. <laughs> Is <laughs> the painfulness? Well, that I had was, a blast. Uh, our journey eh, it wasn't that bad, but uh, we promise we'll do better. We'll actually have a concerted uh, effort over next week. Then again, we think that every week. Yeah, yeah. Like, every yeah. week it would be better than last. <laughs> and then you, you get this week in October, and it's uh, not. But next, next, yeah. 
next time is maybe a spooky Halloween edition. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Also, oh, get out Halloween. get out there and vote too. That's, that's my political thing. That's it. Just get out there and vote. Cthulhu twenty twenty. <laughs> there you go. Twenty twenty. Picard Breaker twenty twenty. All right, guys. I think that's gonna do it for the silent yeah. B. It's awkward as it was. We appreciate you staying through the end with us, and uh, we will see you next time. Again, uh, we are on the social medias. We are on the Facebooks. We are on the interwebs. You can Google us. You can Alexa us. You can Echo us. You can uh, I don't know what else you can do, but you can you can search for us. Just tell your random device to play beers, bourbon, and brews, please, please. I'm gonna do it tonight. <laughs>